Hello guys, and thank you so much for listening to another episode of Live Free Podcast, where I talk about living a life of freedom, rest, and expansion in Christ Jesus. I'm super excited about the word today that the God has given me, and he's wanting me to hone in on discernment and discerning of spirits. God says to you today, don't unsee what you saw. I'm going to say that again. He said, don't unsee what you saw. Prophetic discernment, okay? So God has been dealing with me about prophetic discernment and how to really walk in that gift and how to really recognize when God highlights something to you, he's highlighting it for a reason. He doesn't want you to talk yourself out of it or allow the enemy to talk you out of what you know God showed you. If this is a promise God has given you, if it's a circumstance or if it's a person or if it's a situation, and I'm going to go a little bit deeper into this. So, of course, we know the, the scriptures in 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 12, verse 10. It reads, to another, the working of miracles, to another prophecy, and to another discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, and to another interpretation of tongues. This is a gift that is given from the Holy Spirit. We know that the Bible talks about spiritual gifts and there are gifts that will come from the Holy Spirit. There are gifts that are comes from God's grace and there are gifts that comes directly from Jesus. And we know in Ephesians 4 and 11, Jesus gave some apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. This is the gift Jesus gave, okay? Then we have the gift from Romans 12 and 6, God's grace, which is prophesying, serving, teaching, encouraging, uh, giving, leadership, and mercy, and then we have the gifts from the Holy Spirit, which is wisdom, knowledge, faith, healing, miracles, prophecy, discerning the spirit, speaking in tongues, and the interpretation of tongues. God says in this hour that you, he's going to heighten and, and sharpen your discernment, okay? He's going to give you 20-20 in the spirit. And, and even when he show you things, he don't want you to talk yourself out of what you know to be true. Even if it's about a particular person or if it's about a situation or a circumstance that he's showing you. He doesn't want you to talk yourself back, back, backpedal and go backwards because God never does anything just to be doing it. And this is exactly what he says. He says, and I wrote it down. He says, prophetic discernment is a gift. From God. God says, don't apologize for the gift and don't allow the devil or your own self to talk you out of what God has shown you about a situation, a person, or a circumstance. When God highlights someone uh, of a particular, when he's highlighting a particular area, okay, even in your own life, he's showing you for a reason. God is a purposeful and intentional God. Okay, always ask, seek, and knock. Pray for divine revelation, for divine wisdom, and insight into what he has shown you. For example, God showed me uh, this particular situation, right? This particular person or these people, right? And he showed me, and I'm like, well, wait a minute. Lord, this, this is, uh, you know, he was showing me and just being transparent, showing me, you know, different things about people. Um, God has given me the gift of supernatural intelligence, uh, expert in behavior, um, is what the Holy Spirit says, spiritual behavior expert. 
right? Even down to the mannerisms. So sometimes God would show me an individual or a person or a group of people uh, or situations. And I have to go back to my prayer closet sometimes and say, well, wait a minute, Lord, they preach the gospel. Like, this is a leader. This is, you know, this person, like, what is going on? Like, am I seeing wrong? You know, and I keep, and it's like when he magnifies it, he keeps running it through my mind. He keeps running what I saw, what he showed me. And this is an hour where we have to be very careful that we are not living a double life as leaders in the body of Christ. I just got to say it. I got I to gotta speak what the Holy Spirit is saying. We have to be so careful that just because you don't think outwardly that it's, it's being displayed, you have to know that God still sees everything, that we are seers, right? So even those hidden things, right? that someone would try to hide, God will still show an individual that is walking in the spirit or has the gift. But he never just shows us things to be showing us things. So we go back to our prayer closet and we pray for revelation and for wisdom for the things that he has shown us. He says that you guys have eagle eyes. We have eagle eyes in the spirit. We are able to see. And he said, when he show us things, right? When he show you things, do not unsee what you saw because you can't wrap your mind around what you saw or you don't understand what you're seeing. Okay, so someone with the gift of discernment has the ability to see behind what a person is saying and presenting. So just because somebody is saying and they presenting themselves in one way, the Holy Spirit will show you another way about that person. And I had this happen to me years ago. I was traveling, going on this, um, this some kind of trip with a church I, that I was a part of at the time. And it was nothing happening. We were just going and driving down the road. And one of the ladies that was in the van with me, um, she was just talking and talking and talking. And so I was just listening. I mean, nothing, you know, she wasn't saying anything bad. Really sweet person. And I heard the Holy Ghost tell me she's a chameleon. And I'm telling you, I knew what that meant, but I had to go to the dictionary and look it up. And that is just symbolized a person that goes with the flow uh, based on the temperature or the climate of the situation that they're in. They don't have a really a firm foundation in who they really are in Christ. So they just kind of go with the flow of what's happening. They change colors based on what temperature is in the room. So if the temperature in the room is one way, then they, they direct their personality to act that way. And if the temperature in the room is this way, then they direct that. In other words, what I was seeing in front of me was not what who that person really was because they was just adapting to the atmosphere instead of really just being them, being themselves. I didn't ask for that information, but in the middle of her talking, I just heard that strongly. And I had to go and get a dictionary and look, look it up because I really wanted to know what God was saying because once he told me, he wouldn't let it go. It wouldn't, it wouldn't leave me. It wouldn't leave me. I had to look it up. And that has happened to me on several occasions that God will um, either lay me down in a dream and give me a dream of, about the individual um, or about the, the circumstance or the place that I'm in. He'll let me know what's going on in that you know arena, what, in that area that I'm in so I know how to war and how to pray. Um, also, and it's for your protection as well, okay? Um, and because of the mantle of deliverance that I carry, that gift is 
it, it has to be an effect. It has to be. Um, because the thing about it is with that is God does not want you to compromise or give the devil a foothold because you're thinking in your head what you really seen wasn't what it really was. So what happens is when you start to downplay what the Holy Spirit is highlighting or showing you, it then uh, gives the devil an opportunity to, to come in because now instead of you being on guard or instead of you having... um. Um, known what God is saying to you, you dumb down and you, you kind of just let them in because what you, what you saw is what you didn't really want to see because you didn't ask to see it. God is showing it to you for a reason. And so what happens is the enemy comes in and he begins to then finagle his way into your way, your life. And that's not what God wants. So, 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 Someone with the gift of discernment has the ability to see behind what a person is saying and presenting, discerns the truth. The Holy Spirit is going to discern the truth. And we have to know that truth cannot be compromised for the sake of peace. Sometimes we want to compromise truth because we want to get along with people, because we want the person to be also right. We don't want what we really see to not be true. We want it to be a lie, but the devil is a lie. God said, do not unsee what you saw because he's showing you for a reason and you need to pray and ask God for the wisdom and the revelation, right? So then um, you may also notice if someone is manifesting a demonic spirit and be able to identify what type of spirit is in operation. So discernment is not so much as uh, it is discerning, but you're also able to know motive. You're also able to know the reason behind something. And that's huge because a person can be saying and doing all the right things, but the motive or the spirit behind it could be demonic. So you have to know and be able to discern. And when God shows you something, you have to stand on it and you have to pray about it. And you have to be able to, no matter what, not compromise the truth of the Holy Spirit that is in you. So... He also let me, because I, I I was seeing something, right? And I was like, well, this person, you know, is a powerful person of God. And, you know, I went back and forth in my head. And so I opened up the Bible because I knew God was going to speak to me about concerning this because I didn't want to see what I saw, but I saw it. So Isaiah 51 is what he gave me. So Isaiah 51 is amazing. It's amazing how God will meet you right where you are in your situation. So in other words, it says, Isaiah 51, listen to me, you who follow after righteousness. And I, and I guess I have to give you a little bit more detail because this spoke exactly to what I was thinking in my head. I was like, well, if this person is, is doing or, or is something else other than what they are presenting? How is God even, God is still using them powerfully and, and, and the, the word of God is coming forth, but God said he anoints who he pleases. So if you notice in the book, um, when Daniel, um, not Daniel, when David was anointed king, he was anointed, but when God told uh, Samuel that he has rejected Saul, Okay, from being king. Saul was still in position for a long time. David didn't become king until after 17 or 18 years after he was anointed by Samuel. So Saul was still in position. 
for years. God rejected him at that moment when he anointed David. But the flip side of that coin is God, God didn't remove him for a while. So he was still, even though he was rejected as a king, he was still being used by God. And that's what God wants you to know that even though that the, the, the person or the people or the situation may not you may see something else different. God wanted to let me know, don't you worry about them. I'm going to use them. And a lot of times God won't just snatch somebody and pull somebody down really fast because he's long suffering and he gives people time to repent. He gives time, he people time to get them um, uh, together in the secret place before he's pulled the covers off of you. So God will give you time to repent of for things that happen. And, and if he's using you to for his people, he takes that very seriously. And so he will give you a time and a season to repent. And he still will use you. God anoints and uses whomever he pleases. You see this throughout the entire Bible. He used Pharaoh. He used Saul. Okay, he uses and anoints whomever he pleases, and that's what we have to understand. Okay, it doesn't mean that that person is false. In some cases, some cases they are false prophets, but in some cases, it's just a matter of timing, and God is dealing with them privately. And then, once God deals with people privately, he then snatches the covers off because he is not his will that any perish but all come into the knowledge of the truth. God don't get off on um, uh, taking people down, but he gives us an opportunity to repent because he is merciful. And because in order for you to understand this, you have to understand the love of God. God's love is way beyond what our human understanding can even comprehend. It's, it supersedes what we even think love is. It goes beyond. It transcends time. So when you start to get a, a revelation of the love of God, think about what Jesus did at the cross and how he suffered and was beaten and was nailed to the cross and how he was bludgeoned and his beard was ripped off his face. Come on, how the, the atrocities and the craziness that he endured for the sake, that was love. And so when you understand how God really loves people, God just told me to say this. When you understand how God really loves people, you will love them the same. You would, you would forgive. You would not treat people bad. You would not cuss people out. And you would not mis mishandle people. Because everybody who you see, what God showed me, I just got back from a conference. And what God showed me when I was walking down the street and when people were just walking past and when I was looking at the TV, every time I look at a person, he said, I have purpose for them. There, everybody matters to God on every scale, no matter what race, no matter what color, no matter what you think about them, no matter what your opinion is, everybody matters to God because why? We're created in his image. We are part of who he is. So when you understand the love of God, you understand how it's imperative that you treat people right. It's imperative that you forgive people. It's imperative that you, when you see what Jesus did, you know that God takes that seriously. So I'm going back to what he was saying in terms of what he was showing me. And so just because we don't like the person or we don't like the way the gift is wrapped or packaged doesn't mean that God is not using them. Now, when God shows you something, I'm getting back to that. When God shows you something about a situation or a person, you are to pray for them. You are to pray, why are you showing me this, God? Because there's a lot of things about different people that God 
show, do not show us. We don't know everything. We prophesy in part. We don't know everything about everybody. Just because we are prophetic and we're prophets, we don't know everybody's whole life. God, God deals with people privately, but he will highlight and show you some things for a reason. And you have to pray and ask him, why did you show me that? Or pray for that individual or that circumstances or that that whole atmosphere or whatever he's showing you at that particular moment okay so when i was i was looking and i was like oh my goodness i don't want to see what i saw but i saw it um and why is god even showing this to me because at first i was backing out and i was like well this couldn't be true and then god was like well i'm showing you this for a reason so i went back to that so then i opened up my bible and it says, uh, the Lord conference, comforts Zion because I was so discombobulated. I'm like, Lord, you desire truth in our inward parts. You desire us even in the most minuscule way. You desire that truth in our inward being, in our inward parts, even in the small crevices. And I know if you pulling me away from this or if you you don't want me associating with this and you moving these people away from me and you doing all this stuff, how is this person preaching the gospel and they got something going on with them? Okay, so God showed he, he and I said, and I know that you don't turn your head to sin because you are holy. You want us to repent, get in line and get it right. Not that we're perfect, but we, he want us to confess and not conceal. I just put a word out about that. I just did a teaching on that. Um, you know, so you can look at that video. But um, he took me to Isaiah 51 and it said, Listen to me, you who follow after righteousness, you who seek the Lord. Look to the rock from which you were home and to the hole of the pit from which you were dug. Look at Abraham, your father, and to Sarah, who bore you, for have called him alone and blessed him and increased him. For the Lord will comfort Zion. He will comfort all her waste places and he will make her wilderness like Eden and her desert like the garden of the Lord. Joy and gladness will be found in it. Thanksgiving and the voice of melody. And then he says this, listen to me, my people, and give her, give ear to me, O my nation, for law will proceed from me and I will make my justice rest as a light of the people's. My righteousness is near. My salvation has gone forth hmm. and my arms will judge the peoples. The coastlands will wait upon me and on my arm they will rest. Lift up your eyes to the heavens and look to the earth beneath. For the heavens will vanish away like smoke. The earth will grow old like a garment and those who dwell in it will die in like manner. But my salvation will be forever my, and my righteousness will be abolished. Listen to me, you who know righteousness, you people in whose heart is my law. Do not fear the reproach of men, nor be afraid of their insults, for the moth will eat them up like a garment, and the worm will eat them like wool. But my righteousness will be forever, and my salvation from generation to generation. And then he just goes on and talk about how he, um, you know, the Red Sea and... Um, and he talks about how he will deal with people in his own time, you know, and then you can just continue to read uh, Isaiah 51. And it talks about how he will, um, you know, how he's put his words in our mouth. You know, it even talks about in verse 16, I have put my words in your mouth and I have covered you with the shadow of my hand that I may plant the heavens, lay the foundations of the earth and say to Zion, you are my people. So 
when God shows us things, it's imperative that we pray about it and it's imperative that we don't unsee what we saw because if God is showing us, it is for a reason. And I just want to um, read what he says. And he says, God is a purposeful and intentional God. Always ask, seek, and knock and pray for divine revelation and wisdom and insight, and insight into what he has shown you. And so... I want to say God anoints and uses whoever he wants, no matter who it is and how we look at things. If we look at the book of Joshua, when Caleb and um, Joshua went to, um, you know, spy out the land and Rahab, the prostitute, uh, was actually, um, the, the prostitute actually hid them in the house, you know, so that they could spy out the land and she helped them and she promised, had them the promise that they would not forget her family in return and that her family would not be destroyed. And that happened. But don't you know, Rahab, Rahab went on to be, even though she's a prostitute, the mother of Boaz. So somewhere between Rahab got saved and she was able to raise up a godly son who is in the lineage of Jesus. So Rahab is in the lineage of Jesus, even though she was a prostitute because she was Boaz's mother. And if you know the lineage of Jesus, you know that Boaz was a part of that lineage as well. And then through that came the birth of Christ. So God just saying, he uses whom he wants to use, but be not, don't be deceived now. Don't be deceived because God cannot be mocked for whatever man sows, he shall also reap. God will give a person time to repent. He will still use them like he was using Saul until David came into his fullness of his calling. So God will still use people. He will use presidents. He, and that's that's what we have to understand. It's not that these people are perfect and it's not that these people are even, you know, probably saved or, or these people are not repentant. It has nothing to do with that. But if God has a purpose for that person's life, no matter what we think about it and no matter who that person is, God is going to use them regardless to get his will done. Because it's some things that unsaved people will do that even saved people will not be willing to do. They will be willing to stand for certain things, even though in the long, long term, the, behind them, they think they're doing something slick or demonic, but in the name of Jesus, God will still use, God will use the enemy to get his purpose and his plan. He's been doing it for since creation to get, to, to get his agenda established. And his plan is going to go forth with or without us. So in other words, God don't need us. God don't need us. So that is imperative that we know that God anoints and he uses whomever he chooses for whatever reason. And if, he, and if it was just for one specific task or one specific reason, he will still anoint and use that person for that time and that season. And, and that's what he did with Saul. And throughout the entire Bible, he used different leaders. He used Potiphar. He used Pharaoh. He used all these different people to bless the people of God, to get his will accomplished in this earth. And we have to know that. So I'm telling you, don't discredit or um, discount the truth that the Holy Spirit will show you about a situation or about a person because you don't really, um, because you see something and then you throw the whole thing out because you're thinking, oh, well, then this couldn't be God because this person is like this. No, he'll use whomever he wants to use to bless you. And you have to know that God is not winking or turning his head to sin at all. 
you don't really know what's going on. Like, I don't really know what's going on behind the scenes with what he showed me or if the person is struggling with something or whatever, whatever. But at the end of the day, God wanted me to know in Isaiah 51 that he is not turning his head to things, that he do give people time to repent. And do you know that God will still use you and you still can end up in hell? You can win millions of souls to Christ and still end up in hell. Because that's where the depart from me, I never knew you. You do work of iniquity. But didn't we cast out demons in your name? Didn't we do this in your name? Didn't we do this in your name? Yes, but still depart from me, I never knew you. You do work of lawlessness and of iniquity. Why? Because you had something else going on behind the scenes. And just because you thinking um, he's using you does not mean that he does not want or require truth in those inward parts and require repentance. You have to know how God works. God will use someone. He, they will lead millions of people to Christ and still end up in hell and still end up in hell. So don't think that we've got, got away unscathed or got away with doing something just because we think we blessed and we think we got it going on. And we think that God don't see it, that he done turned his head. That why is he using me if I'm still doing this? God's still using me. He's still speaking through me because he's long suffering. And if you understand the love of God and you understand how, read the Bible, read the accounts of the people in the Bible that he used and that he, and that still didn't make it, still didn't make it. You have to know that God is going to use and anoint whoever he needs to get his agenda across, but don't be deceived and don't get it twisted. He still requires truth in those inward parts. And he requires a repentant heart and a repentant lifestyle, a godly lifestyle, a righteous life. Don't get it twisted, guys, because you see things happening or you see people moving in gifts and all this stuff. You see them laying hands on people. You see the prophetic is accurate. You see all this stuff. And God will use all of that. And then he'll still deal with them privately to get it right. So I'm here to tell you, if you are struggling with something, there's no condemnation that those that are in Christ Jesus, but in the name of Jesus, let God arise and every enemy be scattered because God is a deliverer and he's a strong tower and we can run to him and we can be delivered. There is no excuse. Let me tell you how he put it to me and I'm going to close out with this. This is how he put it to me. If the devil really had a hold of people and if things people really could not seem to get it right and if it was just a big stronghold which it is sometimes why do people end up in hell because they reject jesus my bible says not only do you go to hell for rejecting jesus but it also says you go to hell for unforgiveness you will go to hell for unforgiveness so it's not enough to just say oh I can't do this or do that. If God felt like the enemy had that much control over your life or over the individual or over the situation, then nobody would be in hell because it would be beyond their control. If God doesn't make us choose salvation, which is the most important uh, thing that we'll ever, the decision we'll ever make in our life. If he don't make us choose salvation, he does not override our wills and allow us to... Uh, get saved regardless if we didn't want to get saved or not. That's witchcraft. God don't operate in manipulation, witchcraft, or he won't override someone's will. So if the person still wants to function and move in this thing that God is telling them to repent in, and they still want to function in it, and they still want to do it in the behind the closed doors, 
He's going to highlight it to you. He's going to try to draw you by his spirit. He's going to show you things that you need to change. And if those things don't change, then you're not coming in the pearly gates. And I say that with a humble heart because I have to, every, we have to walk this narrow and straight. They said the gate is wide in the Bible, right? And it's narrow to, to the, to the um, heaven. So if the road is narrow, then that means there's not enough, not, it's not a lot of wiggle room for a lot of foolery, okay? Not saying we walking in religion, none of that. We walking under the grace of God. We're not walking in legalism. We're not walking in any of that. But we, what my word, the word of the Lord today is don't unsee what you saw and don't allow what you saw to pull you off track because you think God is still blessing that individual that's walking in sin and that's doing things undercover or living a double lifestyle or living on the down low. Just because God is using them does not mean God is winking at the sin. That's the word of the Lord today. Be blessed. This was a tough one, guys. I, I'm telling you, I was trying to figure out, say, Holy Spirit, just have your way. But be blessed. Like, comment, share, and subscribe. And until next time, guys, I will see you in the next video. I love you with the love of God. Be blessed.